0: We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. And welcome to the show, good to have you right here. It is Ambitious Radio, hosted by our friend Doug Parker, talking about entrepreneurship and leadership while interviewing interesting people and what makes them ambitious. Now, you know, the show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. You know, most of the time, small business owners need to personally guarantee any loans that their companies take out. That can be kind of tough to do if you have credit issues. So if you have less than perfect credit, go to repairmycreditnow.com for a free credit report evaluation, repairmycreditnow.com. Doug, what do we have going on today?
1: today we got another good one we got bud pierce and he is the brain behind the neuro power academy and the concept of leveraging your mind's infinite potential bud works as a performance coach and clinical hip what is this hypnotherapist
2: hypnotherapist
1: that's right hypnotherapist all right and travels the nation teaching how to perform at peak levels in all areas of your life. You know, I've heard of hypnosis, and I, I had not put those two words together, hypnotherapist. Welcome to the show, <laughs> sir. How are you?
2: I'm doing great, Doug. It's well, a pleasure to be on your show.
1: Well, I appreciate you coming on. You know, you and I have uh, have known one another, I don't know, for a decade or so, and, and you know, it's, it's always interesting, uh, you know, ha- the people you know and how you know them and kind of some of the cross-pollination, and, a, you know, a month or so ago, we ran back across one another's paths. And, uh, you know, I know that that you've got some really interesting things. I I think the last time you were in my office, maybe five or six years ago, you were talking about speed reading and how you're like taking pictures of with your brain of the page and absorbing information. But tell us just a little bit about yourself in general, where you're from and where you grew up and those kind of things. I sure will. Well,
2: Doug, I I was raised, uh, born and raised in a town in um, southwest Virginia. Bluefield, Virginia. It's right on the state line of West Virginia. Grew up there, I went to college at a school called Emory and Henry. It's a small liberal arts college in Southwest Virginia. I studied history. When I left there, I went back to my hometown and uh, realized I couldn't do a whole lot with a regular history degree. So I uh, went back to college for another two years and received a earned a degree in psychology. And then, of course, I wanted to go to school more. So I went to graduate school and I studied industrial organizational psychology. Upon finishing there, I took a position as a plant personnel manager up in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Worked there for right at a year and a half and ended up at one of the nation's largest railroads norfolk southern corporation working in their human resources department and um, assisted the staff psychologist there doing testing and evaluation which was what which which what I'd gone to school to be trained for spent four years traveling the nation for the railroad ended up in Atlanta Georgia and uh, believe it or not um, ended up in the insurance industry Um, I experienced some corporate politics, which I really wasn't exposed to until then, and decided I did not like corporate politics. So um, I love the the idea of getting out of something what you put into it, and I found that in the insurance industry. spent 20 years with one corporation, uh, moved from Atlanta to Charlotte, North Carolina, and then to Dallas, Texas, where you and I met. Um, I learned a lot about managing people, motivating people, training people in that industry. When I retired, um, I thought I'd be retired, and uh, I got bored very quickly and went to work for a agency, a national insurance agency out of Nashville, Tennessee, as a national uh, recruiter and trainer, national sales director. Once again, got tired of traveling and moved um, back to Roanoke, Virginia, where my mother was living. My father had passed away, and my mother had dementia, so I moved back here to take care of her. She passed, when she passed away. I got bored once again and um, decided I'd go back into psychology. And um, I had been studying neurolinguistic programming for years. And I had taken that course in photo reading, which I was, I'm a pretty avid photo reader and um, decided that I would just take it a step further and study hypnotherapy. I sought out some of the best schools in the world and attended. And I still am attending and um, I do clinical work. I help people with anxiety and stress. Uh, I help people get rid of bad habits. I work with athletes salespeople, people professionals basically of um, of all stripes
1: gotcha gotcha well so let me ask you this so so I, I do want to talk a little bit about the photo reading because you know when I first when you were first talking about it you were going through it you had not um, necessarily completed the process yet you were just telling that you were going through and studying and obviously you're a a, a very uh, educated man, and you continue to educate yourself uh, on on many different topics. Can can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that was very intriguing to me, and I know that many entrepreneurs out there they love getting information, but a lot of us don't like to read for whatever reason. We prefer to listen to stuff or whatever. I don't know if it's ADD or what it is, but um, but I was intrigued by the just vast amounts of, uh, books and how voracious of a reader you are and how you can just process all that information. And do you really retain the info? Well,
2: absolutely you do. So it's based on the, um, theory, we're not really theory. It's based on the fact that we have photographic memories and you have to learn how to use your photographic memory. I believe everybody is a genius. And um, the way we're taught to read in school is really not based on how the brain works. Uh, Learning to read from left to right uh, in word order Really doesn't make much much sense to the brain. As an example, um, I'm sure you've read one of these crazy um, paragraphs where the letters are jumbled or words are missing, but you can still read it, right? Mm-hmm, yep. And and so the brain, the brain, you know, the brain is a supercomputer without a manual. And the concept behind photo reading is that the brain remembers everything it sees and it, it's stored in the hippocampus. So everything we've ever seen, heard, tasted, touched, smelled is stored there. And, and you know I was told that a long time ago. Now I know it as a fact as a hypnotherapist because I can do some basic regression and, and get people to tell me a certain date, a certain age, everything that was around them, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. But the photo reading, basically what you do, you put yourself in a deep state of relaxation And you carry on a conversation basically with the author of the book. So, you know, when you want to learn something in a book, you might not necessarily need to know everything in the book. You might have a general uh, sense of what you need. And so you sort of skim the book. You decide if the book's right for you. You put yourself in a light trance, which is easy to do. It's called the Tangerine Effect. And then you open the book and you sort of look through the middle of the book, Doug, where you're looking at all four corners of the open pages and sort of staring through the middle of the book, and then you start flipping the pages. And your brain is photographing those pages as you're flipping. Now you can you can um, photo read from front to back. You can photo read from back to front. You can photo read upside down. It doesn't matter. The brain is seeing it all. Now, I took this course. The the company that developed it is a company called Learning Strategies. They're out of Minneapolis. And the course, I took the the live course in Dallas probably 10, 11, 12 years ago. And uh, I was fascinated by it. And, and basically, so you, you read the book, you know what you want out of the book, you read the book, you carry on this mental conversation with the author, and then you let the book, the information incubate. And then it just sort of comes to you, Doug, what you need to know is this sort of there. Now, I took the course and I struggled and I struggled and I struggled. I did better in the course than I did when I got home, but I kept practicing I finally broke down and called my instructor, and she told me, she said, "If you really want to get good at this, you've got to photo-read 500 books." So that's what I did. I photographed, uh, I photo-read 500 books, and it has saved me literally years of reading time. I mean, I go, I go to a bookstore now if I need some new information. I go to a bookstore. I grab a pile of books on the subject, I sit on the floor and I photo read the books and then I'm then I'm gone. Um, I read one or two books every day. Um, part, of, part of my, and I'll talk more about this, but part of what I'm doing in my NeuroPower Academy is basically, I advertise that I'm doing the work for you. I'm taking new information, applying it to neuroscience and explaining it in a way that you can understand. But,
1: Man, that that is pretty unbelievable. Now I, I, we do got to wrap up this segment, but I do I want to hear more about how you're applying that to the neuroscience and those things. Right after we hear a brief word from our sponsors, and I appreciate all this great information that you're sharing with us here on the Ambitious Radio Network.
0: Here's another RepairMyCreditNow.com story. Home ownership. It's the American dream. It's a goal you've always hoped to achieve. You've spent countless weekends looking for the perfect house on the ideal block. The rates are low and you've saved enough for the down payment. Unfortunately, now the mortgage company says there's a little hitch. Okay, let's be honest. It's a gigantic, gargantuan hitch. It's your credit. And it looks like your estimated house payment will be
1: (laughs) a lot
0: RepairMyCreditNow.com www.RepairMyCreditNow.com As we get back into the show, let's give a shout out to our great sponsors, all3reports.com. That's all, the number three reports with an S dot com. You know, many people check their credit every three to five years when they're financing a home or maybe when they're purchasing a new vehicle. But if there is an issue, it could be too late to do anything about it. So go to all3reports.com to find out more. Speaking of a new vehicle, a wise person once said, lease what depreciates, buy what appreciates. So go to Autoflex Leasing. They offer a better way to lease your next car. America's largest independent leasing company is Autoflex Leasing. Doug, back in here on the show, it's Ambitious Radio Network. Hey, are you thinking of expanding your business but don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a new phone system? Consider grasshopper.com. You get to keep your existing number. You have multiple extensions, voicemails transcribed, and no new hardware. Grasshopper.com is the entrepreneur's phone system. Let's get back to the show with Doug Parker.
1: All right, we're back on the Ambitious Radio Network, and today we got Bud Pierce with us. <clears throat> and man, he is this. This guy's got all this cool learning stuff. And and if you know, if you guys are like me, you're entrepreneurs. You're out there. You're making it happen, and you're busy. You're dreaming stuff up. You're thinking about it. You're trying to figure out how do I get all this stuff done. And there is never enough time. So that's why I wanted to spend some time on that on that photo reading piece. But that's not even really what he does. It's just one of the the little things he's picked up. Um, but but one thing I I did want to ask as we follow up on that bud, is do you ever reread books is it necessary to do that because I like to get refreshers and go back through books again and then I'll kind of remember something I had forgotten and it just refreshes me does that still play a role in this in this type of a reading
2: it, it certainly does um, I'll go back and skim a book but I take when, when I'm reading, I'm usually right now I've got so many projects so many courses I'm developing I don't really, I really carefully select the books that I need information out of. And when I photo read a book, as soon as I get finished photo reading, I will take some notes and I will start developing my PowerPoints immediately. And um, basically I read a book, I'll, I'll uh, PowerPoint it immediately. So I'll have that information and uh, be able to use it in a course.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, that, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Now, let's talk about these courses because that's really what we're talking about in this segment is kind of what are you doing now? And, and let's talk about this neuroscience. And, you know, I, I know that in, in some of the show prep, I saw one of your favorite quotes was, you know, basically, don't be anxious about anything. And, and I know that's a biblical uh, principle. And, you know, but for some people, it's kind of like standing on top of the building if if you are scared of heights and saying, well, hey, just don't be scared of heights. You know, sometimes anxiety is just something that, you know, if you could just flip a switch or, you know, shave it off, then that's what people would do. But can you tell us kind of practically what it is that you're currently doing and, and, you know, who you help?
2: Absolutely. So I decided I love to help people and I've helped people my whole life. And when I went to um, school, for neurolinguistics, I discovered that a lot of the NLP techniques really can help people break bad habits, uh, can help people relax, can help people sleep, solve a lot of problems. And so I decided I wanted to take it further. And I went to to a hypnotherapy school and I went up to New York City to the Center for Integrative Hypnosis um, that's uh, owned by a brilliant therapist by the name of Melissa Tears, T-I-E-R-S. Melissa is one of the preeminent hypnotherapists in the nation. And she has a very, very, uh, an amazing, uh, very intense school. And I went through her school and um, I sort of flipped her out. I was uh, walking the streets of New York City at night selling hypnosis because I was a salesperson. And I would come back in the next morning, you know, with free steak dinners and free coffee and free this and that. And they couldn't believe that I was on the streets selling. And uh, so she introduced me. I impressed her. and She introduced me to her teacher who was a NLP modeler, which means he created new neurolinguistic techniques. His name is John Overdurf. And John sort of hit me in the head of a two by four by telling me that I'm sorry to tell you this, bud, but when you get back to Roanoke, Virginia, you're not going to make a lot of money doing clinical hypnotherapy. And I was floored by that because I'd spent a small fortune and had spent you know, a long time studying. And I said, well, what can I do? And he said, you need to develop a product around something that you know. And so I, w- I went home and I started thinking, what do I know? Well, I know sales. Then it, like a light bulb, went off in my mind. I understand the obstacles that a salesperson ha- has, understand call reluctance, understand procrastination, understand goal setting, why goals aren't set, understand about uh, resiliency and, um, why, why we have to be willing to accept change because everything around us is constantly changing. We've got to learn how to vary our routines. So, um, I I designed a course and I call it neuro power selling. Well, the course is just really taking off. It's really the only thing out there like it right now. And I hope it stays that way for a little while, but I'm teaching some amazing skills to salespeople. Now along the same lines, I've got a lot of other courses I'm teaching. I'm doing one called Neuropower Peace, PEACE. That's um, designed around helping people get rid of stress and anxiety because a large part of my personal practice is stress and anxiety. And uh, I believe that I can teach people to turn it off, to get a good night's sleep, to not worry. You know, we're only born of two fears, and that's the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. All, everything else that we're afraid of in life is in our minds. We've, we're programming ourselves. Most people walk around negatively programming themselves all day long. So um, I've learned to take these, these techniques I've learned and apply it to everyday life. I'm getting ready to come out with a new product called Neuro Power Living. And it's gonna be a weekly message. I'll have subscribers. I think it's gonna be offered for like $5 a month. And every week you'll get a, a weekly lesson broadcast to, you know, through the court, course portal.
1: I was kinda of taken aback. I was thinking $5, man, that just doesn't seem like very much. Uh, but but this kind of got me processing. So, so let me ask you this currently, how is it that you derive the majority of your revenue? Is, is it because, you know, you alluded to the fact that one of your mentors had said, Hey, you're not going to make a bunch of money doing this, but have you, have you gotten some momentum going? Do you do public, uh, classes? Is it all one-on-one? I mean, how is it that you're, you're doing it right now?
2: Yeah, I've got it set up on e-learning. I've got a website, um, neuropoweracademy.com and it goes over all of my courses. Um I've got a um a product site, it's the it's courses.neuropoweracademy.com. It's all in short, easy to understand video lessons with a workbook and um and quizzes. It's set up in short segments so it's not overwhelming to the students. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great, Doug. I've got six large companies right now that are uh, using it, I'm using it in the insurance industry. I'm using it in the auto industry. I'm using it with real estate agents. But, you know, I think it's good for anybody because after all, we're all salespeople. You know, we're, if we're not selling our product, we're selling our ideas to each other.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm yeah you know it's, it's interesting you know uh, when, when you came out to my office today, and I am a uh, a fan of yours in general because like I said I've known you for a long time I've seen some of the things that you do but you came out to to my office with uh, with another you know, mutual friend of ours Brian Flanagan which has been on the show before and Brian of course was uh, has, has been part of the Ziegler organization and, and Zig Ziegler's uh, group for something like 30 plus years And, you know, um, one of the things that Zig always talked about was that same thing about, about being a salesperson. It's, It's nothing to be ashamed of, you know, everything that gets purchased, everything that is in this world pretty much is, is bought or sold at some point. And the reality is, is that you know you have to present yourself in a certain way, and that that's in a in a way selling stuff. So um, nothing to be ashamed of there. But but I, I did go through you know a little snapshot of your course uh, the other day, and guys, when you're talking about anxiety, you know I don't tend to be an anxious person myself. I just I just don't sweat the small stuff. I just don't worry about too much, to be honest with you. But that is easier said than done for so many people out there, and literally. Had Bud talking to the group, going through some exercises, and there was literally a lady on the front row that he's talking to, and we're going through the exercise, and then, and then he's, you know, picturing these beaches and this water and different things, and then poof. She like falls out of sleep almost. I mean, she was literally like her eyes, she was starting to wobble a little bit. and it's just getting to a point of peace and and stability and and just kind of letting the bad stuff go. But there's a process behind doing it. It wasn't designed to put anybody asleep in a class. It was designed to, you know, prepare your mind for that. And, and ease your mind. Now, the other side of it is no different than when you sell something. This is what I picked up out of it is, you know, as a salesperson, you know, like whenever you sell something, you can go high five somebody, you're kind of, you know, doing the, the fist up and down or whatever the case is. That's kind of an after the fact type process. But but Bud train us also that you can program yourself to kind of get those juices flowing and do the same thing before you go in to make a sell to have that same feeling, that euphoric feeling and get the uh i'm thinking uh what is it neurotransmitters to get those uh pumping? Right. is that right okay yeah that's definitely right. i'm not the teacher i assure you of that but i was so excited about it it was just great great information and obviously that's why we had him here on the show now that does wrap up another segment i can't believe we're already halfway done with the show but after we get uh, another brief word from our sponsors we'll hear more from bud and the, and the things that he's got going on with all the neuroscience and then and it's the is you say it's the neuroscience academy is that correct
2: Neuro Power Academy
1: Neuro Power Academy Let's make sure I get that right Neuro Power Academy I'll say it one more time Neuro Power Academy Right here on the Ambitious Radio Network
3: Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished Because of what they believe about God or what they say? Can the government, or even your employer, force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers, and if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. This is Kelly Shackelford, president of First Liberty. We're the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. We've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to the local schools. If you want hope for religious freedom, go to firstliberty.org and get your free In God We Trust window clean. That's firstliberty.org.
0: Back in here on the show, it's Ambitious Radio Network. Hey, are you thinking of expanding your business but don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a new phone system? Consider grasshopper.com. You get to keep your existing number. You have multiple extensions, voicemails transcribed, and no new hardware. Grasshopper.com is the entrepreneur's phone system. Let's get back to the show with Doug
1: Parker. All right, we're back on the Ambitious Radio Network with Bud Pearson. Bud, you know, I, I, I'm so appreciative of all the time, the, the relationship, the knowledge that I've gained from from your courses and the things that you're doing and I really think that there's a lot of people that some things you can figure out on your own. You know there there are some things you just it just makes sense, it's logical. I think the things that you are teaching to be quite honest with you that if you're not taught them, you will never figure them out. Um, it is it is something that for whatever reason you have pro, have been programmed or programmed yourself or however you want to look at it to be who you are today and these aren't things that you just decide, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm just going to not be anxious. You've got to have a process in place where I'm just going to speed read, picture read stuff. I mean, you can't make those things up. So c- can you tell me a little bit about kind of how you make the determination of what to do next and kind of as you transition through things? I mean, you've had a couple of different seasons in your life, what that decision making process looks like, and then maybe some fears that you went through during those processes and how you overcame them.
2: Well, certainly, yeah. My life has has progressed pretty um, dramatically. You know, they say that uh, the past generations maybe only had one or two careers, and I'm starting my fourth, and um, it's all sort of piggybacked on each other. Um, going from the going from the um, the psychology, which I thought I was going to end up being a psychologist my whole career, to experiencing the corporate politics, and going into sales, and learning how to um, communicate with people and uh, how to public speak, and uh, which is my passion is public speaking. And, um, and then you know, doing the, the group sales and, and insurance and then transitioning, leaving the insurance industry and, and um, getting into developing these courses online. Uh, it's, been, it's been an amazing journey for me and you know, basically, what I try to do, Doug, is is think about problems in my own life. and how do I solve the problems in my own life? And then how do I teach that to other people? And um, you know, one of the biggest things I learned in my studies was about self-talk. You know the brain, um, it, it's called neuroplasticity is the way we learn. And the unconscious mind or subconscious mind is 90% or more of who we are. And the interesting thing about the unconscious mind is that it believes whatever you tell it, whether it's true or not. And if you think about what you say to yourself all day long, we're constantly telling our unconscious mind that we can't do something or we won't do something. And when you stop that negative self-talk it's it's uh life-changing you know um, i was i was taught in the insurance industry um i i read everything that zig ziglar ever wrote i read everything that brian tracy ever wrote Um, i remember sitting in cars out in front of customers homes doug shouting at myself saying, I'm a great salesperson, I'm going to close this sale, you know, doing this, these affirmations. The problem was, I didn't really believe it. I was saying it to myself. But internally, I was telling myself, well, there's some doubt here, I may not get this sale, I may not get this referral, or, you know, so once I learned Actually, how to turn that affirmation into something that the unconscious mind would accept, that changed everything, changed the whole game for me. It's changed my life. Um, I'm sitting here um, close to 60 years old and knowing that I've got the biggest part of my career right in front of me because of what I've learned. And uh, I can't wait to share it with other people. Getting, uh, knowing how to get rid of stress and anxiety, how to eliminate all your fear, how to get a good night's sleep, how to lose weight, how to reach goals. And when I learned about goal setting, you know, I've always um, heard that if you don't have a goal, you know, Zig Ziglar said you're a wondering generality without a goal. Well, goals... Um, basically are taught incorrectly. They're not taught based on reality because they don't, they don't incorporate change. You know, most people look at their goals as a destination of something they're going toward or something they want. Really, goals need to be looked at as a direction, not a destination, because all we are is change and everything around us is changing. And you can't say for certain what's going to happen six months from now because we don't know what's going to happen this afternoon. So if you become resilient and treat your goals as a direction, you can get a lot accomplished. And that's what I'm teaching.
1: So so let me ask you this. So let's just say for for a moment, because you mentioned change several times now, I know you in such a way that, you know, you kind of talked about earlier, you know, you had the fake it till you make it attitude, you know, year, decades ago, probably, where you're just like, I think I can, I think I can, I think you can, you know, and then, um, but you didn't really believe what you were saying. And and then you kind of went through the process of, okay, look, I got to think it, and I got to mean it, and I got to say it. But you said change, 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 change. Now, most people are change adverse. I mean, they do not like it at all. I mean, there's people that you could tell them, you know, I could save you, you know, a hundred bucks a month if you'll just change, you know, your whatever. And they're like, no, I I, I don't want to change. I, you know, I don't know if it's a fear of the unknown. I don't know what that is, but I know it does create anxiety. So I know we're kind of talking back around and, and you know, kind of to, to the last segment, but still change is very important. I mean, if you are going to you know, grow your business and, and do things like that, you, you have to be changing constantly because the world is changing and, you know, those that cannot uh, adapt become extinct. I mean, just ask the old dinosaurs, right? So, you know, can, can you talk to us practically about that, how how the change and, and, you know, you've got to continue to do those things and how you take the, the anxiety out of change by, by some of your training?
2: Right. Um, I teach um, something John Overdorf taught me, and that's um, noticing what's new and different in your life, noticing what's new and different every day in your life and learning from what you notice that is new and different. And, And that can be new and different in your career. It can be new and different in your communications with people. And uh, if you start noticing what's going on around you, you're amazed at what you can learn. Most people are tunnel focused. Uh, They have like a 3% field of vision. And as an example, you know, you drive home the same way every day and and suddenly you notice something you've not seen before, but it's been there for 30 years. You know, maybe a building or a house or something. Uh, Our brain only notices what we tell it to notice. It doesn't see everything around it unless you focus on seeing everything around it. So so I've trained myself to notice what's new and different every day. And then I take what I've learned every day and I incorporate it into the next day's learnings. And I try to build momentum that way and I do build momentum that way. And then I start varying what I do in my work. It's, it's an amazing process. John Overdurf calls it the next smallest step. I teach it in every course that I offer. Because I think if you start looking at life as changing, everything around us is changing, and you become a resilient person, it doesn't matter what happens to you in the future. You're going to be able to survive and prosper, thrive.
1: That's, you know, th- that's a good point. And, you know, one thing, and I don't know where I've read it, and, and like you, you know, the Brian Tracy's, the the Zig Ziglar, I mean, you know, um, all of those, I- I've been through all the books, listened, mainly listened to everything, to be honest with you, but somewhere I picked up, I promise you, anything that I, I say, I have picked it up from somebody else. I, I very rarely created anything unique and-, and great on my own, <laughs> but... It's something about like, you know, brush your teeth with your left hand if you normally do it right handed, you know, take a different route to work than you normally do just so that you get your brain out of the patterns of the same thing over and over again where you prepare yourself for change when you're in control of it so that when it happens outside of your control it's not like this freak out mode where it's like the OCD somebody moves something on your desk you got to turn it you know back like it was or whatever but those are some practical steps of how to do it and you know are there any other as we kind of wrap up the segment you know are there any other things that you can think of that that's that that are good things to do just to to help prepare people for change and and those types of things
2: Certainly, you could uh, practice visualizing uh, different situations that you might be in. The, The language of the unconscious mind is imagination. So if you can imagine different circumstances that could happen to you and see yourself performing, you know, in a great manner in each of those circumstances, that basically gets wired into the unconscious mind. And um, I I teach it to salespeople. I teach it to um, athletes. You know, if you make a mistake, don't dwell on the mistake. Instead, imagine that you're doing it correctly. Focus on doing it correctly. See yourself doing it correctly in your mind. And it gets rewired that way. If you think about your mistakes, it gets wired in as a mistake.
1: You know, it's great stuff for our listeners. And guys, if you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe by texting the word ambitious to 69922. Standard messaging rates do apply. See the website for full details. And next, we're going to be talking more to Bud about what he does to recharge his ambitious body, mind, and spirit right here on the Ambitious Radio Network.
0: And we're back in here on the show. It's Ambitious Radio Network, recharging the ambitious mind, body, and spirit, made possible by RepairMyCreditNow.com. You know, having bad credit can be really draining. It's okay to not be okay as long as you're on the road to being okay. Let RepairMyCreditNow.com help get you back on track. You know, many of our ambitious listeners prefer to listen to books as opposed to reading them. Now, with that, we've teamed up with Audible.com to offer you one free audiobook. Just go to ambitiousradio.com, click on the audible banner on the page to find out more. Back to the show now with Doug
1: Parker. All right. Welcome back to the Ambitious Radio Network. This is your host, Doug Parker. And today I've got Bud Pierce with me. And and you know what? But I've enjoyed all this kind of outside-the-box stuff that that you're doing that, frankly, everybody should be doing some of these things. And whether it's, you know, reprogramming your brain for change, you know, helping to eliminate anxiety, you know, more efficient ways to learn and, you know, just to digest and process, um, you know, data and learning, uh, it really makes a huge difference. But, you know, when you're out there on the edge doing all these things, you said you're kind of on your fourth career and and you're processing through all this stuff, you're entrepreneurial minded, you know, like herding cats, things going everywhere that can take a toll on you. So what is it that you do to, you know, kind of recharge your, your ambitious body, mind and spirit? Are there there specific things that you do to recharge?
2: Uh, I love to hike. I live uh, 10 minutes from the Appalachian trail in the mountains of Virginia I've got several hiking friends. Um, about once a week, I hit the Appalachian Trail or a nearby mountain and try to hike around 20 miles. I do about a 20-mile day hike. It, um, it's exhilarating to me getting up in the mountains where it's I see things that most people never see. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, it, it, This past Monday, it was pretty cold. I thought where well, there was ice all around us when we were hiking. Mm. but we saw wild turkey we saw wild deer we we saw where bear had been and uh, but i've seen bear i've seen a lot of different animals and i see i see mountain valleys that you know just amazing views hundreds of miles you know long and then of course i do um self-hypnosis every day first thing in the morning and the last thing before i go to bed um I get I get good sleep. I take well, good yeah, care yeah, of myself. Hold my on a second.
1: Hold on for just a second now. I want to hear about this self hypnosis. So what is that? What does that really look like? What does that mean? So you wake up at what time in the morning, and and then what does it look like? Do you get something to eat, or do you do the self hypnosis right off the bat? What what does that process look like?
2: Well, I'm out of the bed every morning before four thirty, because I I um, photo read in the morning every morning. Uh, Before I get out of bed, when I wake up, you know, I don't go to bed thinking about anything. I get rid of all my stress and worries before I go to bed using techniques that I've learned and I teach. And uh, basically what I do first thing in the morning, I think about when I wake up before my feet hit the floor, I think about what I'm going to be doing today. uh, Just like this morning, I thought about this radio conversation and I visualized how I wanted to be during this conversation. And I got a picture of that in my mind. Basically, I was looking at myself. I moved that image of myself directly in front of myself in my mind. And then I literally stepped into it where I experienced it. So basically what I was doing, what I do every day, I wire my unconscious mind for success. And the unconscious mind accepts what I tell it, unlike the conscious mind. The, the conscious mind will tell you, no, you can't do that. Or It'll, it'll throw doubt in there. But the unconscious mind believes you. And uh, I've used my own. Uh, I practice these techniques so much. My unconscious mind knows very quickly what I'm trying to do and accepts it. And um, just sort of, you know, I, I become like Brian Flanagan teaches, um, you know, um, unconsciously competent in most everything I do now.
1: I know what you're talking about is some of the other things that, that you do personally. You're, you've you've gotten to that uh, level where you're unconsciously competent. But um, can, can you elaborate on that just a little bit for me? I, I
2: agree with what you just said. Uh, I think unless you train yourself, uh, one of the things I've learned from John Overdorf is you have to learn to be a trainer. And uh, he teaches, of course, trainers trainer. And you've got to learn how to teach people to basically format their unconscious mind for learning. And um, you can do that. um, I believe you can do that at the top level. You can be a trainer if you know how to do it. Um, Basically getting people relaxed, getting people focused, being engaged. Um, A lot lot of it is uh, body language and... um, it communication, the words you use. A trainer can can learn to be a great trainer and I believe they can they can do it unconsciously competent.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That that makes perfect sense. I just wanted to kind of you know, when we throw out some of these terms that you and I take for granted because we've been around them for a hundred years I always like to make sure that, that folks, uh, you know, kind of know what we're talking about. It's not talking in code and, and those types of things. Now, you, you mentioned whenever you kind of have the, the wrap-up at the night that you go to bed and not thinking about anything. Now, I know a lot of people that they stress out at night. They have sleep issues. They've got insomnia. They, you know freak out and then they go, you know, I didn't go to sleep this morning until 3.30. And I'm like, I ask them all the time, well, how do you know you went to sleep at 3.30? Because I looked at the clock all night long. I'm like, well, that's part of your problem. Okay. <laughs> Stop looking at the clock. And because that just keeps triggering you like anxiety and you've got cortisol flowing and everything else. But, but can you talk about how you practically do that? And then how does that affect your rest cycle and your REM sleep and those things?
2: A- absolutely. I've got, uh, I teach, basically sleep management. I teach it in my selling course and I teach it in my peace course. I've got 13 rules for a great night's sleep. But one of the things I personally do, I've got a favorite mountain that's got a, my favorite cabin on it. Uh, uh, there's a beautiful, wonderful mattress bed in this cabin. I visualize, if I'm, if I'm having trouble going to sleep, I visualize seeing this bed with the window open, with the mountain breeze blowing the curtains into the room. It's nice and cool. There's nice warm blankets. I see myself laying in that bed sleeping and I float into my own body and I'm out. One of the things one of the things people do that 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 really cause people problems sleeping is they wake up during the night, they get up, They go watch TV, they get something to eat, they read a book. They're basically rewarding their unconscious mind for getting them out of bed. So, you know, you you gotta take the opposite approach. If you wake up for 30 minutes or more, you gotta punish your unconscious mind by getting up and scrubbing the bathroom floor or doing something like that. Um, But I've got 13 techniques that I teach. Um, And, you know, to to wrap things up sort of for us, Doug, um, these courses I've designed Or basically, you're going to save people tens of thousands of dollars worth of therapy. And that's what my teachers tell me I'm doing. Um, Why pay me a $100 an hour when you can get a course and study from home? And uh, that's what I'm trying to provide to the public.
1: Well, I tell you what, I can tell, you know, just from firsthand experience and and knowing you for over a decade that you truly do provide value. You're a very interesting person in general, and I'm just uh, really intrigued with all the the great, you know, things that you're putting together right now. Now, the last, you know, 30 seconds or so, can you tell us a little bit about if, if someone wanted to interact with you? Are you social? How's the best way to get in touch with you if they wanted to sign up for some of your courses? How would someone go about doing that?
2: Yes, um, you, can, you can email me at bud, B-U-D, at neuropoweracademy.com. And that's N-E-U-R-O, neuropoweracademy.com. Um, and uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, LinkedIn. And uh, I respond to email.
1: Very, very good. Well, I want to tell you, thank you so much for being part of our show. And, you know, it's it's just great information that you've shared with us today. And, and you know, in the, one of the breaks we were talking, I could literally probably talk to you for four or five hours and continue to get new content and just new content cool information of things that you've done and you know how you are work with the people so uh, you know unfortunately we've only got an hour-long show but with that being said but I just want to appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and share with uh, with our listeners and guys remember tune in on Wednesdays to Ambitious Radio where we interview thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs changing the faces of their organizations and others remember you can make money or you can make excuses but you cannot make both so go out there and be ambitious
0: Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.